Hey, Ryan. Yes? Do you remember the other day when I came home from that networking event and I had all those leftover Brussels sprouts? They were really good. Yeah, because you were heating them up in the oven the next day for lunch. And then it was like a couple of hours after lunch, I'm like sitting up here going, God, man, this whole house still smells like Brussels sprouts. What the hell? You know what it was? What was it? It was my farts. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Coyote Tales with me, your host, Donna Shannon. I do have Ryan here with me again. Good afternoon, everybody. And I have a very important piece of news. My grandson Maddox has reached an important milestone in his life. It's something not just I think every boy goes through, but every child. Every child, including myself. Yeah, well, you are a boy. I am a boy. But I went through it, too, and I'm not a boy, so uh, can you guess what it is? I can't. I have no clue what it is. He's 11. What could it be? Well, you know what? He got caught looking at porn on the internet. What's wrong with that? <laughs> He's 11. <laughs> That's about when I started looking at porn. Difference is, I had to sneak the Playboys out of my dad's, uh, underneath my dad's bed and sneak him to the bedroom and make sure he wasn't one that he was currently reading. Yeah, well, that's, number one, that's funny because your dad's gay and it's just funny that he had Playboys, but... Well, he had Playgirls, too. Oh, yeah. And, and you're Later. Like, yeah, and you're like, why doesn't my dad have this, right? But, so here's what happened with Maddox, is, uh... Adam, his dad, goes walking in and he's like, sees him on his tablet. He's like, we got to get going. And Maddox is like, and he goes, what are you doing? Looking at porn? He's like, (laughs) he goes, you're looking at porn. (laughs) That's the problem with porn nowadays. It's too easy for kids to get to. Yeah. But uh, at least he stayed classy. Do you know what he was looking at? I have no clue what he was looking at. He was doing some, uh, like, cam girls. Oh, okay. You know, where I had to ask Jasmine, what do you mean, cam girls? I have no clue what cam girls are. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's like the girl is on the camera and, like, would do things. And apparently when Adam caught her, or caught him, it was just, uh, she was dancing around in her bra and panties. Well, it's because you got to pay money for the. Oh, I don't know anything about that. I've only heard you have to pay more money to get more. Right. Well, uh, I. Okay, so my experience with internet porn goes back to the early, early days of like 98 and 99. Yeah. That's a dial up signal. And you're, oh, I thought that's what you were going. That's what Adam said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, and back then, if you wanted to see anything good, you had to put a credit card number in. Right. Now, everything, you, 90% of it's free. Oh, that's so scary. You know why I don't look at porn these days? Why? It's not because I'm not interested in it. It's because I'm really, really scared of computer viruses. <laughs> well, I agree. Hackers, computer <laughs> viruses, malware, all that shit. Yeah. So, it's like, yes, I would like to go look at some dick pics, but... um. <laughs> How do I know which ones are not going to give me diseases? <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah. You know, computer diseases or any kind. I'm just like, I'm certainly not a prude. I'm just paranoid. There's nothing wrong with being paranoid. Yeah. So. I got a story to tell you. Okay. So, so 
People ask me, why do I get up so early in the morning? Uh-huh. Do you know why I get up so early in the morning? I do. <laughs> it is called, for me, it's called the golden hour. I wake up in the house so early it's before anybody else wakes up so I can go down and people think I watch porn. But, no, it's just I get up so nobody else is up so I have my alone time. Yeah. But you could be looking at porn. I might be looking at porn. Yeah. I might be sitting in my recliner just staring off into space. <laughs> Thinking, what the fuck did I do with my life? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe if you looked at porn, you wouldn't be so worried about what you did with your life. I'm cheap. I don't want to. Okay, I should. All right, say, you just said you could get it all for free. Ninety percent is free. I would say probably eighty percent is free. So I lied about the ninety percent. You know what else I'm scared about with looking at internet porn? What? Uh, that I'll be like all fine looking at all the stuff that I like, and some of it could be a little racy, okay? And uh, then the next thing you know, I'm like two girls in one cup in. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Where did all this weird shit come from? It's like. I was just enjoying some nice guy-on-guy action. What the fuck? So I got about a minute and a half into two girls in one cup. Yeah. Couldn't do it. I haven't even done that much because I'm like, I have heard bad things about that. It's bad. I think it's one of the, you know, I threw up. And I don't throw up a lot, but I did the... Thank God the trash can was right next to me. It was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I must say that as a good mother... (laughs) well let's just say a deeply misguided mother okay okay i see that yeah you know i wanted to help especially james who's my oldest as we caught him with a dirty magazine when he was about 11 years old and can you can you guess what we did you read it out loud to him? Or no, you went and bought no, more? No, I went and bought more. <laughs> we're, like, <laughs> we're like, okay, uh, it, this is hum- completely natural human stuff, and this magazine you got is trash, okay? This is, like, really bad and stupid. I'm going to go get you some penthouse and some... I didn't even do Playboys. I was all like, okay, let's like just go get you some hardcore shit. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And... Case in point, I didn't get sober until James was 12, all right? So this whole concept of let me hook you up with the good stuff was literally me thinking, now I'm a sex addict too, so it's like, this is literally me thinking that this is exactly what the boy needs. I don't want him to suffer like I did without access to good porn. Because you know what I did when I was like 11 and 12 years old to access porn? Okay, so... This is early 80s, like yeah. 82 or 83. And, you know, my family were kind of one of the more affluent ones in the neighborhood. So the way, way, way back then, cable TV was a newer thing. And paid channels especially were newer. So HBO only came on after 6 p.m. And after 10 or 11 p.m., they did 8 p.m. after dark. Right. No more like after midnight, you know. So I would set my alarm to wake up at 2 or 3 in the morning, go downstairs, and watch the soft porn on HBO and drink. Hence the golden hour. That was my own golden hour. golden hour. Yeah, it's 
So that's why my heart went out to James when he's like looking at, it's like, you need to see the good stuff. I did find some porno magazines that I have. And just to let you know, it had about a half inch of dust on them. I know. <laughs> on the box. I I know. You don't do porn now. No. Not much, no. No. But I did find our book on bondage. we got to find the knots, the rope to practice knots. I know where it is. No good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know one of the things I used to get in trouble for a lot at the radio station? What? Duh. Porn. Porn, you know? Yeah, there's your virus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so in 1999, I was being, I was in trouble. So I was being punished. And and not in the fun ways, right? I royally screwed up on the morning show. So I don't know why they didn't fire me. I honestly think they kept me around for comic relief. Because the shit I pulled there, it's like comedy gold, honestly. Just the dumbass crap I would do. It's probably why you were beating out all the other radio stations. Not because of me, but the, I think that's why I didn't get fired. Even though I were so many times I should have been fired. So I was on the overnights in true punishment. I wasn't supposed to be talking on the air. Even though sometimes I still did. And... Uh, so what the hell else am I going to do? It's just running CDs, running commercials, running the recorded news, not talking computer on there's 99. We did have the internet. And so I would look at porn and interactive things like chat rooms and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Okay. So. Every week we did a staff meeting that was like noon on Thursdays. And after a while, I just stopped going to those. Because <laughs> you know what the punishment was for not attending the staff meeting? What? You had to pick up an extra weekend shift. You were okay with that. I know. I was like, Br'er Rabbit, this is my favorite place to be in all the world. Oh, no. Don't punish me by making me come into the radio station more. Oh, no. That's so horrible. Yeah, literally. Uh, not to mention just other jacked up shit in my life at the time. Because uh, I wasn't sober yet, that's for sure. But, yeah, so I would get involved in, like, the chat rooms and stuff. <laughs> Ryan is shaking his head at me. I got nothing. Well, I, you know, I did the chat rooms, too. Right. So. And, by the way, way back then in 99, people, this was not images being shared. It no, was all, it was chat. written. It was yeah. all written chat. And I'm a very creative writer. <laughs> well, one problem is it's hard to type with your left hand when you're masturbating with your right. Eh. Or vice versa, I mean. Yeah. Well. Not that I've ever done that. Oh, of course not. Uh, mm. So I finally bothered to show up for one of the staff meetings after missing it for like a month or something. Because they announced that in every meeting. Don't look at porn on the work computers. Please don't look at porn while you're at work. No, there are viruses on porn sites. Please stop looking at porn at work. Never thought it was me. It was like, oh, yeah, okay. Everybody's looking at porn. Ha, ha, ha. That's so funny. No, it's just you. <laughs> it was just me. It's, uh, then we were sitting in a, a meeting because they, they never called out who 
was looking at the porn. Right. That's why I thought, oh, everybody's looking at porn. We're so funny. We're such rebels. Such a rock and roll station looking at porn and spinning Metallica and stuff like that. So I'm at the staff meeting and they, they do the announcement. Please stop looking at porn. And by the way, not only can we actually track all the websites you go to, but if you go into a chat room, our IT staff sees every single thing that you typed. And I'm like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> I'm a very creative writer. God, I wonder how much the IT staff actually printed to calm the mom. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that kind of helped me stop doing the chat rooms at work. <laughs> it's too scary nowadays. Too, I know. too many creepies. I know. I'm just way too scared to look at modern porn. Well, the, and then when's the last time, other than fascinations, trademarked, when's the last time you went to a, a porno shop? I don't even know where they're at anymore. Oh, I do. <laughs> Are they still around or are they closed? Uh, no, okay, so the reason why I know where they are, it's the, not like I'm... Stuck. She frequents these stores. No, no, no. It's just every now and then while I'm driving through town, I'll be like the one that's across from the truck stop on 44th. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember buying porn there and toys and things. Or I'm driving down to mom's cardiologist and we're going down Santa Fe. And it's That's like, the... hey, look, there's the factory where my first husband used to work. And, yep, that porn store is still right next to it. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's porn. It's Yeah, porn actually cha decides what format of VHS, beta, HD, Blu-ray, all that stuff. Yep, I knew that. Yep. It all depends on what they do. It is What they do is what the market is yeah probably a little less emphasis on that now just because it's free people just go to i don't know do, do people buy dvds anymore probably not because it's all internet yeah unless you want a good one like you know there's a, a couple of good stories out there store porn stories that i've heard yeah still need to see the pirates one yeah that's the one i was talking about yeah and then you got the old debbie does dallas and Deep Throat and all that old 70s and 80 porn. Oh, one of my favorite movies was A Thousand and One Erotic Nights. Never even heard of that one. It was cool. It was cool because it's definitely chick kind of porn, but it has enough different scenes that it keeps a guy interested because it gets to it right away. Right. You know, but it's... It's the it, difference it's, girls and guys. Yeah, it's the, you know, it's a thousand and one Arab Arabian Nights, which is all about Scheherazade telling stories to the Sultan so she doesn't get killed. She keeps his interest by telling him stories every single night. So she starts telling stories, and then every story is a different porn story. Like, my favorite character in all this was there was, like, a time traveler guy who would go back to all these different periods in history and fuck the women, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I still vividly really remember 
his foray into feudal Japan. That's when I realized Japanese girls are nice. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to discuss today? <laughs> oh, that was the good old days, huh? Yeah, it was a lot harder to get porn back then, though. Yeah. Yeah. Not if you knew where to shop. And now I can give you a map of where all the main stores were. No, I don't need a map. I've got, I've got the internet. Yeah. You don't need. Yeah, you can look at pictures, movies, videos. Mm-hmm. Eh. Who needs it? I have porn DVDs. I don't need to buy any. I have three or four. Right. And then, of course, there's OnlyFans, which really scares me. What's, oh, yeah. OnlyFans are queens that want to make big money or no it's not just that it's people like us it's everyday normal people fat old lumpy saggy body t bodies will do things on camera for you Ooh, it's a way i can make some extra money maybe you were looking for a part-time yeah, job i was right? looking for a part-time job yeah <laughs> and hey i was i was kind of looking for a part-time job too I, I could have the, the, oh my God, can you imagine the comic OnlyFans site? No, I can't imagine that. But the problem would be it's like way too easy to do dick jokes. It is way too easy to do dick jokes. So do you make the dick jokes and then do things with the dick? You could. <laughs> I think we've got our own new weird subgenre going. Yeah, it's probably already out there. Yeah, but you know, just remember it's um, most comics do this because they're not good at sex. Good point. And there's every kind of porn category out there. All you got to do is look. Yeah. Yeah. Which is scary. Yeah, that's. See? Again, before you know it, you were just enjoying some. You know, nice, normal threesomes with a midget and a Japanese girl. And then the next thing you know, you're down into two girls, one cup. Or two girls, one chicken. Chicken? Why not? Eh? <laughs> Is the chicken alive or dead? That's the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for yet another episode of well that pissed me off i have a special guest here dia klein who's going to give us what pissed her off say hi dia hi i'm already pissed off oh yeah you're always pissed off i'm always pissed off i'm always angry <laughs> so what i have been dealing with to piss me off this week has been doctors uh, and uh in particular you know i tore out my rotator cuff in july and i knew it the instant it happened so and it wasn't even a good story because the the first rotator cuff i tore in 2018 was when i was trying to learn how to play hockey and being dumb and falling on the ice and tearing it out right clear obvious thing this time, I was just putting my computer laptop in the back of my car and didn't twist it or anything, just 
normal motion and I feel this massive pop in my shoulder and instant loss of motion, huge pain, total weakness. That second, I'm my brain was like, I just tore my rotator cuff. Because, you know, you feel that once, it's a pretty distinctive kind of thing, you know? I think so. Right? So I'm like, oh, shit. So I go to the urgent care the next day. And... I'm like, because that's what you do, right? Especially if you're in agonizing pain. And it's the first step on the journey to getting any help with something like this. So I'm getting checked in. And the doctor there was awful. I have not put in complaints on doctors before, but I am ready to do it on this person. (laughs) So she gets me back in there. And she's like poking around on my shoulder, trying to do things with it. She goes, okay, we'll get you x-rays. So we do the x-rays and she brings me back into the room and she's like, well, your shoulder's not broken. I'm like, well, I know my shoulder's not broken, bitch. I told you I tore my rotator cuff. And she's like, no, you just have a sprain. And I'm, she goes, the ice, heat, here, do these exercises. And she's looking at me like I'm an idiot, right? And I'm like, um, what about some painkillers? Oh no, we don't do painkillers for this. And I'm like, what? She didn't even ask me the pain scale. You know, the pain scale, right? Yes, I do. Right. So what's your pain on a level of zero to 10? And this may sound stupid, but I like predetermine what my pain level is going to be. I, <laughs> I have been sick and damaged and injured enough that I've got it memorized. I know exactly what the numbers mean. So it's all like, okay, my number is if I move it or try to move it, it's an eight. If it's just hanging here, it's a six. And six means I'm barely dealing with normal life. You know, eight means I have to have do do something about this because something is wrong. That's what those scales mean. And she's like, oh yeah, we don't do painkillers for sprains anymore. And I'm like, what? Ah, and here's the thing that really pissed me off is I got better treatment from the triage nurse. You know, because I went back and she's like, well, what happened? And I said, well, I tore my rotator cuff. And she's like, have you ever had problems with your shoulders before? I'm like, yes, I tore out the other one in 2018. And she goes, oh, so you know. Because you feel that once, it's pretty distinctive. This Yahoo of a fuck off doctor didn't even bother to ask me if I had problems with my shoulders before. It was it was awful. It was awful. It was less than five minutes. She didn't even do the full range of motions test. She didn't do the weakness tests. She didn't do shit. So that meant I had to schedule an appointment with my regular doctor, who's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're probably thinking, Donna, why don't you change your stupid doctors? And I'm like, eh, it's too much of a hassle. And then something breaks on me. And I'm like, God damn it, I needed to change my doctors. It's too late now. Besides, we have Kaiser and Kaiser's cheap, but there you so- go. There we go. And so I go and I see my doctor. And the other thing is like, I have weird 
heartbeat issues, like racing heartbeats and stuff like that. And here's the, th the other thing is I'm also a hypochondriac. I know this, but I also have rare shit that happens with me. So that whole thing of like paranoid people where you're like, oh, uh, yeah, I may be paranoid, but they're actually out to get me. Well, yes, I may be a hypochondriac, but I'm also like dying as you look at me. <laughs> <laughs> rare side effect right in front of you yes yes i i tore out my rotator cuff putting a bag in my car you know dumb shit happens to me and it's all rare shit that happens to me it just it just is so anyways this dumbass doctor of mine i've had issues with her for years because i'll come in to like get something done and shit like for example one of the last times i went in for like really really bad coughing congestion couldn't sleep at night because it was waking me up and she's all like well i could give you some prescription cough medicine since the other stuff isn't working would would you like to do that would you like to try around a med i'm like i don't know bitch you're the doctor you decide <laughs> i didn't know it was a multiple choice treatment i know it's like oh let me just fucking pull out my web md and look it up because yeah. and they pissed me off so much and i like turn into jesse pinkman every time i think about it i don't know you're the doctor bitch <laughs> so anyways um i'm like look my shoulder's still messed up i have this massive pain i know i tore my rotator cuff and this is like a month after or a few weeks after the urgent care and i gave it time i did the exercises nothing got better because you know why you know idea yes um but, you know it always goes away when you see a doctor right no it uh because i tore my rotator cuff <laughs> <laughs> oh. so she gives me the write-up and every time i go in i have to go do a bunch of stupid texts and tests and it's kaiser so it takes forever to get on the the loops right so we get the heart test going which was a monitor I had to wear around for two days and then turn it in. But then the next step with the shoulder is get an MRI done. And I didn't even bother to ask for painkillers this time. And the only reason why was because I know I'm going to need surgery. I already know it because I'm just so jacked up. And here's the thing my orthopedic surgeon told me the last time when he didn't renew my Vicodin is he said, uh, if we give it to you now, like six weeks before the surgery, he goes, you could get built up a tolerance to it. And then when you have your actual surgery done afterwards, the medication is not going to be as effective. And that's when you're really going to need it. Because if you've never had these surgeries done before, Rotator cuff surgery is extremely painful. It has a very hard recovery period and it lasts for a really long time. <laughs> we're, we're not talking about a fun trip here. So current tear, get the orders to get the MRI done. And I finally get that off, you know, taken care of like about a week ago. I'm reading through the results because I'm also crazy and I do know how to look up everything on WebMD. If I don't understand a term, I go and look it up. 
I've had people die on me before. I had a son with a seizure disorder, managed my mom's care. I'm pretty well versed in medical terminology. So by comparison, the tear in my left shoulder, the first one, was a two centimeter tear. Full thickness, that means it tears all the way through. It's off the bone, right? Ooh. And by the way, a large tear is one to one and a half centimeters. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. The new tear is 2.2 centimeters plus a half centimeter tear on the tendon in the back of the shoulder, a torn bicep, and a torn uh, on the muscle that kind of connects like the bolly part. It's not the pec, but it's the muscle right above that one. From a computer bag? I know. Like, how much does my damn computer weigh? Right? I don't understand. Fort Knox in that bag? Yeah. Now I'm even more motivated to complain about that one shitty doctor at the urgent care. <laughs> wow. Didn't take a patient history. Didn't ask the right questions. Made assumptions. Mm-hmm. Totally gaslit your experience. Yes. And lo and behold, yeah. what the patient was reporting was true. Yeah. Imagine that. Oh, oh, fucking doctors. Anyways, so the only good thing about all of this is like, so my crappy doctor, she read through the report and she's like, okay, we're going to send this over to orthopedics. Or I had a consult scheduled with the orthopedic guy, got a message back from him. And he's like, oh yeah, it's pointless to talk to me. You're going to need surgery. I'm like, yes, I know. Yes, I know, bitch. (laughs) That's what I said when I came in, dumbass. (laughs) Oh, so the good news is that orthopedic doctor, because he would have evaluated me to see, oh, do we do steroid shots or physical therapies? I'm like, nah, forget it. You know, there's no other solution. You're going to need surgery. Um, So he gave me the names of the surgeons changed my appointment so now i have an appointment sooner with the surgeon without having to deal with some extra bullshit good good well happy ending but talk about having to be your own advocate and nobody even listening i know i know damn doctors anyways so dia what has pissed you off this week what pissed me off this week is an occurrence that pisses me off constantly because three-way stops are a thing. They're kind of everywhere. Yeah. So it's not the three-way stop that pisses me off. It's the mansplainer who manages the three-way stop. It's what? the idiot. It's, yeah, you've seen these guys, the idiots who are determined, that the self-determined that they're going to be the manager in charge of the three-way stop. So before he even gets, and yes, I said he because it's, 98% he mm-hmm. before he even gets to the three-way stop where I already am he starts beckoning me uh. asshole fingers go on go ahead you go 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 oh. go oh thank you so much sir thank you for mansplaining the three-way I would never have gone without your permission Mm-hmm. And that's what pisses me off is because it feels to me 
like this jackass needed to give me his permission to go because I couldn't comprehend the three-way stop. And what happened this week was particularly aggravating, but I had a lesson attached to it. Okay. So I'm in Niwot at our three-way stop. It's Niwot. We don't have many. Our one big three-way stop. And I'm behind the asshole. Mm. I'm behind the go on, go, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The guy fingering the other car. And I see who he's fingering. Uh-huh. And it's, it's a woman in a panel van. Ugh. Okay. And what she did, I was like, oh, that's pretty freaking brilliant. Because what she did is she just refused to move. Oh. She refused to move. She refused to acknowledge him. She just basically stayed in stop mode and stared straight ahead and was just, no, she, she made him look like the idiot. Go, 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 go. And she was just, nope. Because obviously he was the first person at the stop. Uh, No, she was. She would. This is the thing about these mansplainers at the three-way. They're never the first ones there. They're, <laughs> they're managing the people who are already there. Occasionally, if you're already stopped and, and it is like, who's going? Who's going? That's not the mansplainer of the three-way. The mansplainer of the freeway isn't the first to arrive. He's late to the party and managing the situation. She was already there. She knew her right of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I can think of with this deal was you keep saying three ways and the women were already there. It's kind of, it, it's reminding me of like maybe why guys like lesbian porn so much because they're like, hey, they already know what they're doing, but I can get in here and maybe do some of the fingering and the directing. <laughs> and on this, it could this could turn into a three-way, right? Is this a carryover of oh. that mindset? Are these guys out on the prowl trying to see who's open, who's swinging for a three-way? Oh, my God. Well, interest. I had not thought of. Now I'm going to have to take that analysis into my future forward mansplaining three-way stop and see what the thing <laughs> means then. <laughs> maybe, maybe really watch their technique, okay? <laughs> but the technique... Like, listen, this technique wouldn't get any guy invited into any bed because it's like a douchey technique where it's just like, yeah, come on. Go, 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 go. It's like, are you rushing me? Are you rushing me to come? Oh, my God. See, look, Donna, this is a parallel. You don't Mm -hmm. tell me when to go. You don't tell me when to. I know when I go. Mm. I know when I can go. Don't finger me. (laughs) Keep it to yourself, douche. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so maybe... Maybe my rant is now turning into a sociological experiment. I'm turning Margaret Mead on this. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Ah, Interesting. Well, I usually go off on, on the mansplainers at the, at the three ways. And my, my daughter disagrees because she is a new driver. So she's like, I appreciate them telling me I can go. Because oh, I I'm not comfortable at three A's and I'm like, you're ruining it for the rest of us. <laughs> and then when I drive with my partner, Mark, he's like, he's just being nice. And I'm like, no, he's not. 
No, he's not. He's mansplaining the, the three-way. He thinks that nobody else would know what to do until he got there. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a four-way stop right one block from my house. So sometimes I'll see those guys like that. But mm-hmm. you know what? I'm already in motion, so... I, I tend to be a little aggressive at the stop sign. Are you, are you just like, I'm going? Well, I totally know who's supposed to go and when, because it's like, number one, it's whoever arrives first. Because let's explain this to people, because maybe there are some some of those out who don't understand it. So if you're the very first one there, you should go. Yes, that's you have right of way. You've arrived first. You have right of way. Yep. And then if you arrive simultaneously the person on your right yeah or as my first husband used to explain would would piss me off because he would say it every single time we came up to a stop sign he's like whoever has the full windshield goes first it's like what the fuck does that mean eric does that mean like okay whoever doesn't have cracks in their windows should go <laughs> first or whoever's whoever- a midget uh, yeah or whoever's not a motorcycle or no what he meant by that is like if if you have to turn your head and now the you're looking through the angle of the i can't even remember how this but if you have to turn your head to the right and you're like looking across the dashboard at the other person that means you don't have the full windshield it's like oh okay yeah it's like the most complex stupid way to describe this but obviously that's how his dad described it so (laughs) that's why he had to tell me every single time for nine years straight oh oh my goodness (sighs) yeah um don't even get me started about roundabouts. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, roundabouts piss me off. How why do roundabouts piss you off? Oh my gosh, because they're a wonderful European invention that doesn't belong in the US because nobody taught anybody about roundabouts. So nobody mm-hmm. knows how to use roundabouts. So I'm not pissed off at the roundabout. I'm pissed off at the people in the roundabouts, which makes me a jackass in a roundabout. Because I don't trust anyone in a roundabout. I don't trust them to do what their car is signaling or not signaling that they're doing. Yeah. So then I stop because I don't want to enter a roundabout because inevitably they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And if if they don't have their blinker on, I'm assuming they're continuing on the roundabout. So why would I enter? But then they turn and I'm like, ah, this is your blinkers for. I could have entered in front of you, but I can't because they didn't understand the roundabout, which makes me stop and clog the roundabout. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm one of those idiots who doesn't understand how it works. So no one does. No one does because they were just put in, especially in Boulder. It, they were just like plopped in and it was like, good luck to you. Here's a roundabout. And then you have the people who are the the roundabouts that are um these are the ones that are that'll kill you the ones that are in a busier street north south but then a slower east west and and so the the busier north south people will simply plow through the roundabout right they'll simply just go and i'm like oh god they would have killed somebody who was like entering the roundabout yeah yeah it's crazy so dangerous yeah so dangerous. Well, so I, I almost killed Ryan one day when they changed the rules. 
to the stoplights here in Arvada and didn't tell me. Yeah, because obviously I needed a memo from the city. To... <laughs> Did they stop like no right on red? So they went through a huge expense and put through or, or changed all the turn signal lights so that there's now green, blinking yellow, and red no turn or just no no special turn light for it at all. So I didn't see that change go in. I didn't get the memo. Nobody told anybody on the news. I watched the news every day. I didn't see anything about this. And so I'm turning left and the lanes going or whatever next to me going straight are starting to get a red light. And then our turn signal starts blinking yellow. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean that this light is about to change and I am already like sitting in the intersection waiting to turn? So I'm like, oh shit, I've ever did something about this. And so I start doing the turn and then there's freaking cars coming at us because that's not what a blinking yellow light uh, arrow means. What does a blinking yellow arrow mean? I've never seen a blinking yellow arrow. It just means yellow it just it, means yellow it just means caution it just means hey fucker you can turn if you want to if but if there's clear. cars coming don't that's all it means it's the re it's the reiteration of the obvious of it you know proceed with caution if it's clear go if it's not you should stop yes <sighs> so why the fuck is it blinking <laughs> so it's blinking at me and i'm like oh shit the world is ending and going to get stuck in the middle of this intersection and hit by these people trying to come out of the lows. Oh my God. Yellow, that's usually see blinking yellows, like falling rock, uh, right. no no curve, right. like danger, like aware dangers happening around you. Be cautious. Yeah. So, you know, I did the turn and these other cars were coming at at us and Ryan's on the passenger side because we're turning left and he's like ah because there's cars about to hit him and it's like oh shit hit the gas to go you know 80 miles an hour into the Lowe's parking lot <laughs> I don't know what a blinking yellow turn signal is wow I'm surprised the city didn't invest in education on that I don't know why like at the very least a sign that's on on every blinking yellow turn blinking yellow means just like no no right on red okay i know i can't turn right on red on this intersection yeah they spent all the money to change the lights let's get the prison why, why, why didn't they put time? a sign there too you're already into it yes oh, seemed like a great use of our tax dollars you know the worst road system i've ever seen is in tucson arizona really they have, I don't even know what it's called. I don't even know if they still do it, but they used to or still do have this system, this like four or five lane busy road system where at certain times of the day, it's kind of like a a um, HOV lane where certain times it's open one way and certain times it's open another way. Yeah. So these busy lanes change at like two o'clock it's now north and not south going traffic oh my god and you're just supposed and it's just like how 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 do i know i'm not who says so what and it's like it's like a, a street sign posted with all of these like complex life 
important supporting rules of the oh, world on a little sign. And you're like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> and they had like little, those things that hang above the lane, you know, like arrow, uh, green arrow, red arrow, X, da, 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 da. And I'm like, what? Wait, help. Then I'm like, where's my green arrow? I don't understand. Never, never want to drive in Tucson. I don't understand that system. All right. Well, well spoken. <laughs> You're from Tucson. Have, did, do you know what I'm saying, people? You People know what I'm talking about. All right. Well, whew. good to get all of our anger out. And join us next time when we will talk about more things that piss us off. No. Donna Shannon's Coyote Tales is a production of Coyote Visions Productions and is hosted by Donna Shannon. Ugh, nothing redundant about that. Theme music is Coyote Strut by James Nay. All other music is ethically sourced and licensed from SoundDogs.com and EpidemicSound.com. And we paid for it, I swear. We can provide receipts if necessary. All the stories you've heard are true. Only the names, events, and facts have been changed for our own amusement. In the immortal words of Obi-Wan, so what I told you was true from a certain point of view. Find all of Donna Shannon's website and social media links at Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot double E slash Donna Shannon. Follow us and find out all about upcoming shows and live performances. Now go out there, enjoy life, and grab some tales of your own.